Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do a terrific job. You can find out more and give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including uh, our Kathleen Pasadoma, our state Senate president, and our state senator as well. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government, and Seton will be joining us as well. It is June the 13th, and on this day in 1983, after more than a decade in space, Pioneer 10, the world's first outer planetary probe, left the solar system. The next day, it radioed back its first scientific data on interstellar space. On March the 2nd, 1972, the NASA spacecraft was launched from Cape Canaveral, Florida, on a mission to Jupiter, the solar system's largest planet. In December 1973, after successfully negotiating the asteroid belt in a distance of 620 million miles, Pioneer 10 reached Jupiter and sent back to Earth the first close-up images of the spectacular giant. On uh, June the 13th, 1983, the NASA spacecraft left the solar system. <clears throat> NASA officially ended the Pioneer 10 project on, December, on March 31st, 1997, with the spacecraft having traveled a distance of some 6 billion miles. Can you believe that? Headed to the direction of the Taurus constellation, Pioneer 10 will pass through three light years of another star, Ross 246, in the year 34,600 A.D. <laughs> and bolted to the probe's exterior wall is a gold anonized plaque, six by nine inches in, in area, that displays a drawing of a human man and woman, a star map marked with the location of the sun, and another map showing the flight path of Pioneer 10. The plaque is intended for intelligent life forms elsewhere <clears throat> in the galaxy, designed by astronomer Carl Sagan. <clears throat> Can you believe that? Uh, passing to <laughs> in the year 34,600, just unbelievable numbers and how small our universe is compared to the entire uh, creation. Unbelievable. Former President Donald Trump left Bedminster, New Jersey on Monday morning for Miami for meetings in his Doral Club before Tuesday court, Tuesday's court appearance at 3 o'clock today. Getting ready to head down to Doral in Miami, he posted on True Social before his motorcade headed for the airport. We must all be strong and defeat the communists, the Marxists, and the radical left lunatics that are systematically destroying our country. Let's make America great again, he tweeted. He didn't tweet it. He uh, Truth Socialed it. Just hours after his second indictment in uh, just over two months, Trump will deliver an 8.15 p.m. Eastern T Standard Time address back at Trump National Golf uh, Club in Bedminster. Trump blasted the Biden administration's Justice Department on Sunday for weaponizing the executive branch in an election interference campaign. They did it because they're not polling, Trump said, and Roger Stone show on WABC radio on Sunday. I just don't know how they can poll because the country is going to hell, he said. Trump warned that the U.S. has gone corrupt and it's proving with the indictment that the sitting president's chief political rival while he is at, as a Justice Department potentially ignoring allegations of bribery. <clears throat> We're living in a very corrupt country, uh, Trump said. We're really living in a very corrupt country, but we'll change it around, Roger. We'll make America great again, he said. Trump called special counsel Jack Smith a bully who has uh, lots of losses on his legal resume. This thing is a disgrace, and virtually everybody other than the lowlife like Bill Barr, who, as I know, as you know, I terminated because he was gutless, Trump said. He wouldn't go do what you're supposed to do. But everybody says that this is a disgraceful indictment. And it is. And it's certainly the timing of it is unbelievable because when all the information is coming out about Biden, more about that in just a moment. 
Over the weekend, new information from Biden administration officials revealed that China has been operating a spy base in Cuba since 2019 as part of the global effort by the Chinese Communist Party to strengthen its intelligence gathering capabilities. According to reports, uh, U.S. officials say China is trying to expand the Atlantic Ocean, Latin America, the Middle East, the Central Asia, Africa, and Indo-Pacific than uh, their communications. Today, tensions between the two nations have been fraught with American officials visiting Taiwan, which China claims as its own territory and seeks to take over. <clears throat> so, nothing to see here, they say. You know what? Uh, now, they, they're not going to establish a communications center in Cuba. They already have one, <laughs> Biden said, or the administration. According to a report by The Messenger, the United States has recently escalated its efforts to evacuate American residents residing in Taiwan. The evacuation plans, which have been in progress for approximately six months, have gained momentum in the past couple of months, as disclosed by a senior U.S. intelligence official. The uh, report uh, follows an incident where Taiwan's Air Force was compelled to respond to the presence of 10 Chinese warplanes crossing the strategically significant median line of the Taiwan Strait. Additionally, Taiwan's defense minister reported that four Chinese warships conducted combat patrols in the area, further heightening tensions. So we're evacuating folks out of uh, Taiwan. It's getting serious. This would have never happened under President Trump. Well, Senator Chuck Grassley made a uh, speech yesterday at, uh, on the controversy about the FD-1023 FBI document that contains credible allegation that Joe Biden received a $5 million bribe from an executive with the Ukrainian energy firm Burisma while vice president. In the speech, Grassley said the uh, version of the FD-1023 uh, shows the House Oversight Committee last week was heavily redacted, but that Grassley has seen the one with far fewer redactions. He then revealed the foreign national behind the bribe said he kept audio recordings of the conversations with Joe Biden, two of them, and Hunter Biden, 15 of them. What a bombshell Grassley threw and dropped uh, yesterday in that speech. They has, he said uh, there's also an allegation that Joe was involved in Brisma hiring of Hunter. Grassley is calling for the public release of FD-1023 without necessary redactions. Yeah, now, accordingly, Congress still lacks a full and complete picture with respect to what that document really says. <clears throat> That's why it's important that the document be public without unnecessary redactions for the American people to see. Can you believe redacting an unclassified document, Grassley said? So now let me assist for the purposes of more transparency on this subject. The 1023 produced to the House Committee's redacted reference that the foreign national who allegedly bribed Joe and uh, Hunter Biden allegedly has audio recordings of his conversations with them, 17 such recordings. According to the 1023, the foreign national possesses 15 audio recordings of phone calls between him and Hunter Biden. And according to the 1023, the foreign national possesses two audio recordings of phone calls between him and Vice President Joe Biden. These recordings are allegedly kept as a sort of insurance policy for the foreign national in case that he got things got kind of dicey or got in a tight spot. The 1023 also indicates that Vice President Joe Biden may have been involved in the Burisma hiring of Hunter Biden. Also very damning. And, of course, Biden, what does he do? He drops the bomb, uh, indicts the uh, Justice Department, indicts Donald Trump while, while this, all this is going on. So audacity is Joe Biden's magic power. Now, this according to the uh, committee to uh, uh, promote uh, Committee to, I'm trying, having difficulty remembering. I'll remember in a second here. When the walls are closing in, he laughs in your face and dares you to come after him. He did it last week when he laughed at the question about damning evidence in an FBI file that he allegedly took a $5 million bribe from the Ukrainian energy company in return for policy decision when he was vice president. Where's the money he equipped before calling the allegation a bunch of malarkey? Forgive us if we don't take the president at his word because he's lied about this before and his involvement in the international pay-for-play scheme uh, run by Hunter and uh, his brother Jim during the vice presidency. <clears throat> uh, that was the uh, Committee to Unleash Prosperity is the, uh, what I was trying to think of, and they're the one that uh, published this. 
So uh, clearly, uh, we've got the goods on Joe Biden and the crime, Biden crime family. It's just a matter of time now. Whether the Justice Department will do anything about it, but that'll yet to be seen. Well, Fox News has sent a cease and desist letter to Tucker Carlson as he ramps up a, co- a competing series of Twitter on Twitter that drew a combined 169 million views for its first two episodes. Another episode coming out today. The contract uh, between Fox and its former top host, who was taken off the air in April after the network's historic Dominion settlement, has mighty repercussions for the conservative media uh, ecosystem. With Tucker on Twitter, Carlson and his growing production team are working to elevate Elon Musk's social media site as a new platform, and I think it's working. Tucker, these uh, thir- last, last uh, episode was 13 minutes. It was just really fantastic. People are loving it. 169 views for the just two uh, episodes that have been dropped so far. Another one today. And I don't know what Fox News think th- they can do about that. They're trying to say that because he's under contract, he can't uh, drop information on Twitter. I think that's a real stretch. I don't think his attorneys are going to be successful with that. <clears throat> Excuse me, please. Speaker Kevin McCarthy uh, struck a temporary deal with the band of 11 conservative rebels Monday, ending a nearly week-long blockade of the House floor and paving the way for votes this week on a handful of GOP messaging bills. The agreement was announced after a meeting between McCarthy and some of the rabble-rousers who last week joined Democrats in voting no on a uh, rule vote, a rare move that blocked a package of GOP bills from advancing on the floor and prompted leadership to send lawmakers home for the week. Emerging from uh, McCarthy's office Monday, uh, Ralph Norman, he's a Republican from South Carolina, confirmed that the Gang of Eleven would now vote yes on new rules that would allow the package of message bills, two, to protect gas stoves, another regulatory bill, and a fourth to protect pistol-stabilizing uh, braces to come to the floor uh, later this week. So crisis averted <laughs> for temporarily. Well, the great gift, how billions in COVID-19 relief aid was stolen, wasted. Much of the theft was brazen, even simple. Fraudsters used the Social Security numbers of dead people and federal prisoners to get unemployment checks. Cheaters collected those benefits in multiple states. And the federal loan applicants weren't cross-checked even against a Treasury Department database that would have raised red flags about sketchy borrowers. Uh, Criminals and gangs grabbed the money, but so did a U.S. soldier in Georgia, a pastor in a defunct church in Texas, a former state lawmaker in Missouri, and a roofing contractor in Montana. So, again, 10% of all that money, billions and billions of dollars, stolen because uh, the uh, government was so lazy, bureaucrats are so lazy, they didn't follow up and make sure the people were worthy of the money that was coming to them. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date. By reading Life in Naples, the website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Pasadomo, our state Senate president, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. 
Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. You can find out more and get tickets. Some great performances playing right now. Visit the website golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Boo Mortensen. Right now, we have with us Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senate president and our state senator as well. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I understand you're in Tallahassee. I am. I am. You know, we, we just finished our session, but because our uh, next session is early, starting in January, you know, i got to hit the ground running um, because our committee week starts September. So I'm up here. Uh, I'm going to, you know, one of the issues that has been coming to the forefront is with, you know, the free state of Florida, we have so many people moving here. Many of them are older. Uh, they want to retire here. This is the place they want to live. And uh, we're going to be challenged with, with health care. Yeah. Um, you know, and this is not an issue of uh, insurance, because um, a lot of people have insurance. Most of these people have insurance. They just, we just don't have enough providers. So, you know, hmm. you hear stories about taking two or three weeks to get in to see a primary care doctor, and then if you can't see them, they send you to the emergency room, which, of, all, of course, is ex- extremely expensive. Yes. So. We're, you know, I'm starting to meet with um, uh, the CEOs of hospitals. I'm meeting with um, the, the medical school personnel. I'm meeting with uh, various industry experts to talk about how we can change the system. We need to grow more doctors, as they call it. We need to have more healthcare personnel come to the state. And uh, so that's the kind of things we're looking at. And I have, a, have this big open tent, and everybody's sticking their nose in it. Well, that's great, Kathleen. So uh, one of the uh, problems can be, and I'll be interested in your feedback on this, is uh, regulations making it difficult for doctors to become doctors here or litigation, those types of issues. Do we have barriers to entry for doctors and health care providers? Uh, we, yes, in some ways we do. You're, you're absolutely right. We need to take a look at regulations. Um, you know, we did a, a very ambitious tort reform package, which will help the, the medical industry um, uh, in terms of, you know, the lawsuits that have been filed. I think that'll, that'll help curtail them. You know, a lot of the things that we've done, um, it, it's not just doctors, too. It's nurses. Yeah. It's uh, the other personnel, you know, with the affordable housing bill, which will be helpful because a lot of these people have no place to live, so they don't come here. Um, we're hoping that this will help, you know, the Hometown Heroes program. But regulations are, are something we need to look at. Why does it take 12 years to grow a doctor, four mm-hmm. years of college, four years of medical school, four years of residency? Is it necessary? I don't know. We should look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, GME, the Graduate Medical Program, uh, where, you know, people who graduate from medical school, um, come out and, you know, are, are assigned to various hospitals uh, for their residency program. We need to expand that. Um, also, you know, uh, you go to medical school and you come out with a three or $400,000 debt, mm-hmm. and then they pay you 60000 It just doesn't compute. So we have to look at all of those. I mean, it's just, it's, I was, I spent all day yesterday, one meeting after the other, and every meeting there's another 
issue identified that we have to at least look at. So that's what I'm doing this summer. Well, well thank you for your service. I really pre- appreciate it. But, you know, the other question is, I would imagine that we've seen a trend over the last 20, 25, 30 years of uh, doctors having less flexibility, having more responsibility, a, high, a bigger workload, and less that's income. Right. I don't know if that's true or not, but is it inhibiting the number of people who are deciding to go to medical school? It is. It's it, because it's it's daunting and and it takes forever. And and uh, um, you know when you come out and you're so deeply in debt, it, it, it keeps people from actually going into the profession. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we don't. It, you know we our medical schools are full, but a lot of them leave the state because uh, other states um, pay more. Uh, inter- I mean other you know facilities and other. Uh, states pay more, so we we just need to look at everything. How do how do we get enough healthcare providers? And again, it's not just doctors. What about nursing homes? Yeah, palliative care, um, all these things that uh, you know. It, it's, it's sort of like you look at birth to death. How do we handle it? And uh, that's what um, I'm. I'm very excited about it, but it's uh, it's such an educational journey for me. Oh, that's so interesting. Well, let's not choose the Canadian solution for end of no. life. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, I, do, I do have a, I do have a thought uh, that I'd like to share with you. Uh, you know, one of the things we've done is we've now started to do, to uh, take books out of libraries and out of school curriculum that are offensive or have uh, bad or or uh, corrupting types of information for kids, and it, which is a laudable thing to do. However. Now we're getting attacked for banning books here in the state. I wonder if it wouldn't make more sense instead of banning the book to say, to have to get a, a letter or a permission slip from your parent to be able to look at the book and just have it somewhere in stashed away so we can't be accused of banning books. But you know what? That's what our law says. It is? <laughs> yes. That's what, it, yes. No yeah, kidding. But, but so much misinformation out there, and um, a lot of this is political rhetoric, and I'm sick and tired of it from all sides. Everybody making up stuff. Yeah, well, I pay attention to this stuff, and and I got it wrong, so which is... which is really sad, kind of. You know, uh, apparently, I, I thought in in most schools we were just saying we're just not allowing certain books to be in in the uh, school. It's up to the it's up to the school district ah. to decide. And if they want to put a book behind the counter, it's up to them. I see. It, it's, the state does not set those policies. I mean, we set the overarching policy: we do not want harmful materials yeah. provided to our students. Um, other than that. Other than that, uh, you know, it's, it's up to the individual districts. Some um, some districts have gone too far. Um, you know, there's there's a schism in this state with people that are really, really, uh, you know, far right, yeah. and people really, really far left, yeah. and the twain is not meeting, and it's so frustrating yeah. for people like me who know what the actual law is who actually write the law <laughs> well appreciate your clarification on that uh it's uh, madam president it's just uh, really important that we understand this so we should really be talking to our school board members about this Bingo. yeah Bingo. so so interesting Entire indeed County, isn't so? I, I don't i have not heard at least from the district's uh perspective but there's some there are some very very far right elements in this community, in Collier County community, as in in all. Yeah. I know Sarasota has a problem uh, as well, and others uh, of people who would like to ban, um, like pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Well, uh, I, thanks to thanks for your audience on that. I appreciate <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> Kathleen, it sounds like it's an exciting time up there for you. Kind of a learning experience. So uh, we really appreciate your service uh, to us in the community and uh, to us uh, all over the state of Florida. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, going to visit with Boo Mortensen. We'll find out what's new with Boo, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show 
here on the Bob Hartman Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, <clears throat> excuse me, please, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us uh, Boo Mortensen. She is a, a former radio personality in Madison, Wisconsin. We're so fortunate to have her down here. And Fortunate to have her on the show. Boo, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Well, it's my pleasure. And you know, Bob, I think that we live in the Paradise Coast and we take clean air uh, for granted because we always have uh, all the air, it seems to me, in Florida is always fabulous or southern Florida. Yeah. And you talk to people that, <clears throat> and you see some of the photos of what New York City and the East Coast are going through, you know, in through the Midwest because of all these Canadian fires and how devastating it is. Yeah. So I thought, well, it'd be interesting to see which states have the best air, the the uh, where they didn't have a single bad air day for two years. Huh. And you know what they were? Well, you I take would, a couple of guesses. I I would I would suggest uh, Alaska. I would suggest Montana, Wyoming. No, not Wyoming. Um, that's it. <laughs> not a lot. Uh, was I right? <clears throat> well, uh, yes. Casper, uh, Wyoming. Uh-huh. Burlington, Vermont. Hmm. Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh-huh. This is a surprise. Corning, New York. Yeah. Colorado Springs. Hmm. Now, that's the best cities in the United States, the best metro areas. What are the five top five major cities in the world? You can bet it isn't Mexico City yeah. or a Beijing, but the top five major cities are uh -huh. Honolulu, Hawaii, yeah. Halifax, Canada, uh -huh. Anchorage, Alaska, Auckland, New Zealand, Brisbane, Australia. Well, you know, we we lived in California for uh, ten years, and uh, what happened is it, the smog and the polluted air would get uh, kind of socked in between the mountains and the uh, and the ocean, and uh, so in some cases, geography pretty much de determines that. And I just think of, for example, Honolulu. What a <clears throat> wonderful city! Uh, but you have the ocean breeze flying all over it and just kind of wiping out that bad air, pushing out to the ocean. So in some ways, it's kind of geography-related. Well, right. It doesn't have to do with industry. But what about cars? <clears throat> what about car pollution? Do you think that the environmental... Well, 
I asked you the question. The Environmental Protection Agency said that vehicles cause 75% of the carbon monoxide pollution in the United States. So that's why a lot of people decided to go to electric vehicles. Now you said my question. You said uh, carbon. You you said uh, carbon carbon monoxide. Did you mean carbon dioxide? Carbon monoxide. Oh, so I've not heard that used as a pollutant. That's kind of interesting. Uh, well, and then that's from the Environmental Protection Agency. The Environmental <coughs> Defense Fund, which is a whole other organization estimates that transportation causes only 27% of greenhouse emissions. So one says 75, one says 27. Clearly, it's an issue. You look at greenhouse emissions in L.A., where everybody drives the car. Uh, So everybody is now trying to get off of cars, use public transportation, use electric vehicles. My question is, what happens to all these batteries? that die well they go they're gonna go into a huge dump uh, unfortunately and they're gonna uh, well and they're very toxic they are toxic and in fact i read a column yesterday that suggests that if you wanted to solve the problem with carbon dioxide plant a trillion trees <laughs> you know re- replenish all these forests that have been cut down uh, plant a trillion trees uh, create more carbon uh Carbon dioxide, of course, is used for photosynthesis, creates oxygen, and that whole cycle that's natural will end up restoring our environment. Now, there's global warming. There's a lot of questions. I'm not saying it's decided in any way, but there's a lot of questions whether uh, human behavior or uh, carbon dioxide really has anything to do with global uh, warming. I suggest that it probably has more to do with the fact that uh, we've uh, cut down our forests and uh, we have less uh, photosynthesis. That's what I think it is, too. Or it's a combination of both. Yeah, for sure. But that's such an interesting point. So uh, any thoughts or recommendations on how to solve these problems? I, no, I don't think so. I, I think it, and then look at all the wildfires. What, just think what, what this one massive wildfire is doing to the pollutants in the air. It's a heck of a lot more than cars. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, and, you know, I don't know how the fire started, but Mother Nature, you know, a big, massive wildfire like that does a tremendous amount of damage, but they're kind of like one-off incidents. You know, the car, I don't, you know what, I don't know. There's yeah. so much, there's not conclusive evidence that they say that it's all caused by man-made uh, vehicle, you know, the transportation system. Yeah. Or is it not cutting, we're cutting down too much of the wild forest? Is it a combination of both? Are electric vehicles really the answer when they are going to leach massive amounts of toxicity into the soil? Yeah. I don't know. It seems like we're burning up the earth one way or another. Well, that's exactly right. Oh, that's so interesting. And, boo, I read that there's arsonists, several arsonists who were arrested for starting those fires in Canada. Also, I don't know if you remember the, uh, there was some, uh, I've forgotten what it's called now, but it was the stuff that was used to bomb the uh, government center. Well, what was his name? In any event, uh, years back, uh, and it, it, that stuff could have been used to start the fires. Do you, do you recall this? I'm just drawing a blank now what the stuff is, but it's it's uh, kind of like manure or... or uh, uh, fertilizer? Of, yeah, fertilizer type of thing, and it was used to blow up that uh, uh, government center, and uh, remember it killed the kids and all those uh, terrible things? Oh, th- yeah, in Oklahoma? Yeah, in Oklahoma. Well, the same stuff apparently is missing, and a, a truckload of that stuff is missing. And I wonder if it's related to the fires that are started in Canada. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they say without a doubt that the fires in Canada were man-made. Well, they're saying, started that, by- yeah, they're saying that the, many fires were started by arsonists. They've already made arrests on that. Not to say that all of them, because, of course, fires in, in forests... Are a natural occurrence, and it's depending on how dry the 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 area has been, and if it had any kind of ranges, that kind of those types of issues. But uh, in in California, for example, they uh, stopped culling uh, all the brush, 
which of course led to more wildfires because right, yeah. it, it was a preventive type of thing that they wouldn't spend the money, so they ended up with all fire, <laughs> fires instead. So it's it's really a, it is a problem, but I think there are solutions. What do you think the solutions are? Uh, I think well, let's just start with culling culling the uh, forests and making sure that uh, reducing the possibility of a wildfire or fires that would get out of control. They do reverse burns, for example, and uh, make sure that there's a path. You can stop the path of a fire if it starts. Uh, so there's a lot of preventive things that can be done. Just the question I have is, are we doing them? It's who knows. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. I it, there obviously there are global climate changes, but is it a natural evolution or is it man-made? Well, I think we should know the answer to that before we start spending trillions of dollars on changing human behavior, which is what we're doing. We're creating all kinds of incentives and so forth. Uh, to me, you know, uh, it's not carbon dioxide. It may be, but I don't know for sure. But I don't think anybody has proven conclusively that carbon dioxide is the reason why we have global climate change or so forth. So uh, it seems to me we ought to know that before we go out and spend trillions of dollars incentivizing people to buy uh, electric cars and so forth. No, I, I, uh, I can see why you don't. It seems like it's cleaner to do it. I mean, they're real quiet and, mm -hmm. you know, they they seem like they're more environmentally correct, but in the long run, are they really? No, I don't think, I don't think so. You know, when you fuel up a car, uh, an electric car, you're using coal power. <laughs> you know, the electricity is coming from coal power. So it's uh, six of one, half a dozen of another. I think it's kind of a ruse in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I Right now I'm sticking with gas-fired cars. They work for me. And work for me too, Boo. We're in violent agreement about that. Boo yeah. Mortensen, again, uh, really appreciate your commentary. So interesting today. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. All right. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley. Seton is the founder and publisher of uh, uh, Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Finish what you started with a Hodges University wheel. You can complete your bachelor's degree in as little as one year with your previously earned credits. What's the wheel? It's a customized bachelor's degree in organizational management. Learn about and apply the business, management, and leadership skills you need to advance your career. You can get unmatched educational experience with classes held once a week on campus in Fort Myers, in Port Charlotte, or Naples. You'll be immersed in classes taught by professors with real-world experience in the areas of business, management, and leadership. This degree can be applied to all areas of professional career. Learn more by calling 239-938-7700. That's 239-938-7700. Or visit Hodges.edu. Stay near and go far with Hodges University. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. You, you heard about uh, Lulabee's Diner here on the show. We've They serve great breakfast and lunch. Well, Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m., they're serving a great menu for dinner. 
and uh, it's inexpensive. You don't need a reservation, and uh, really great food and at a great price. So Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center. Dinner, Wednesday through Saturday, 4 to 8 p.m. We have with us Seton Motley. Seton is the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. Tell us about Less Government. I can't. We're not doing it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and it's not happening. Uh, it's a big task, for sure, but your efforts are appreciated, Seton. <laughs> thank you. Your uh, column was so interesting. The left, colon, speaking power to truth. That's a different way to put it. Maybe you can tell us about it. Well, of course, the old 60s saying was, <clears throat> speak truth to power. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, but that was when the left didn't have any power. And, of course, they never had any truth. Um, so, but now 50 years later, they've got all the power, they control everything. Yeah. And yet they're still preening around like they're, you know, like they're the under the the plucky little underdog fighting against the Goliath. They are the Goliath now. Yeah. They, they run everything. They are the institutions. They are, you know, so, but they're still pretending like, um, you know, and, and um, uh, former FCC chairman, Federal Communications Chairman Pi, he didn't touch on any of this ideological stuff as far as I did, you know, taking this maxim and turning it on its head. I didn't turn it on its head. They did. I just pointed it out. But anyway, uh, on Sunday, he wrote for National Review about five, it was five years ago Sunday, I think that the, uh, he, as chairman of the Federal Communications Commission, repealed the net neutrality uh, regulations. And the, the vitriol, and one of the things about speaking truth to power is, and I, I've said this in the article, um, you know, it, it's, it's George Orwell's 1984, yeah. where, he made every, where the government made everyone think, believe or say they profess they believed two plus two equals five. Right. And and then I, every time when I read that I thought of Voltaire, which which was those who you can get to uh, accept absurd. I'm getting it wrong because I don't have it in front of me. Those who will accept you can get to accept absurdities. You can get to commit atrocities. Yeah. And and so as he of course at the end of '84, George Orwell's character Winston Smith is tracing two plus two equals five in the dirt. They got it. They he submitted. He's 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 a good thinker now. He's not a bad thinker anymore, and and so the, the, the absurdities that were asserted coming up on the repeal of net neutrality. The internet is dead as we know it, and it's going to collapse to the heap. And and and, and uh, you know, Pi was living it. Uh, you know, they had freaks show up at his house uh, during his tenure as chairman of the FCC, wow. and and take pictures and post pictures of his house. Uh, so he was living it. So he had a, in this article, he had a detailed um, recitation of all the outrageously stupid absurdities that the left was saying was going to happen when he repealed, the, when they repealed the net neutrality regulations. And of course, the exact opposite happened. Right. We've increased our speeds. The, it's gotten faster. It's gotten cheaper. You know, all the things that they said were true, the exact opposite of correct. Right. But this was the this was the zeitgeist. This was the Goliath. These were the bigs: big government, big tech, big business, shut big college, big schools, shoving this lie down our throat, all encompassing lie. And 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 you know it was two plus two equals five. It was men can get pregnant. It's gender as a social construct. Right. There's a bunch of them today. Oh well, there's tons of them. And, 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 and Seton, I mean, it's everything like. Uh, I, Biden's saying, I'm an honest man. Uh, <laughs> right. People are just not even aware. They're not hearing the news for crying out loud. And right, they're, they're right, be- right, right. And, and, you know, Grassley comes, you know, I, I tested the waters. Grassley comes out, Chuck Grassley, senator from um, Iowa, right. comes out yesterday and says there's 17 <clears throat> recordings. This Ukraine crook has 17 phone recordings, two of them with Joe Biden right. discussing their corrupt business dealings. Check that NBC, I checked out CNN and, and MSNBC after that announcement last night. Yeah. Guess how much mention, how much run that got? None. Um, none is the answer, correct answer. Um, so so the, the, the point is, they're jamming these lies down our throat, and we can either accept them or we can't. Look, I have an ongoing feud with a very major player in conservative political circles, 
And he, you know, he called me an idiot again last night on the air and in, in email. Um, I sent him the article about Grassley in the 17 uh, recordings. I said, gee, if you're wondering why we're in Ukrainians wasting hundreds of billions of dollars, here's why. And he called me an idiot and, you know, no response to the actual charges. You know, here's what you have to believe about Biden for our Ukrainian involvement to make sense. He is doing everything he can to destroy this country. Everything he can to destroy this country. It's an active assault on the United States of America. But on this one, he found his moorings, and this, he's in the, he's an America first patriot. Yeah. Really? That's that's what you're telling me is on this one thing, he's not trying to destroy America. He's acting in America's best interest. It's really? A, it's a money laundering operation. Obviously, yes. it's got nothing to do with good versus bad or well, evil. Well, I've asked him, and he told me it was an idiotic question. And I've asked everybody, or a lot of people, who were pro this our involvement in this war. If we woke up this morning and Russia completely ran Ukraine, how does that affect the U.S.? It doesn't. It doesn't at all. If they were in Kiev drinking vodka, yeah. it wouldn't matter at all to us. Russia's economy is smaller than Italy. It doesn't matter in the world stage. This is a, we arbitrarily draw these borders in, in the middle, that make no sense, by the way. The Middle East is a great example of us just drawing borders that make no sense. Iraq should be three countries, not one. And then we go to war twice there to, to keep the structural integrity of Iraq, but it made no sense in the first place. Right. Um, and, and, and now, you know, meanwhile, our, our border is completely open and porous, but we got to defend this arbitrary Ukrainian border, which, by the way, has changed between Russia and Ukraine nine million times. I mean, Time Magazine, by the way, had a really stupid headline. They said the, the dam breaking in Ukraine w was, was their Chernobyl. Yeah. Chernobyl was in Ukraine, you moron. Seat <laughs> Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org. You can also visit Less Government on Facebook. Seat, I always appreciate your most well-informed commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure indeed. All right, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice are the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. They get the politics and know the policy. They help prepare elected officials to have 
Effective Winning Strategies in the Legislature. The website is thefga.org. We have with us the lovely Linda Harden. Easy for you to say. (laughs) It is. Just really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Boy, the news is is coming out like a fire hose. I mean, you, you just can't keep up with it. I almost, I, I couldn't sleep last night because there was so much stuff going on. Yeah, there is a lot. I think the big bombshell yesterday was Chuck Grassley giving this 10-minute speech, and about eight minutes into the speech he mentioned, the bombshell was 17 recorded phone calls between Joe Biden and uh, Hunter Biden. Well, there were 15 between Hunter and there were two, including Joe, but 17 in all, right. And and And, oh, by the way... Uh, uh, it was used as an insurance policy by these Burisma people, and the FBI had it had it redacted that information. Redacted. The only reason we know that this happened was that Chuck Grassley read the unredacted report, and yeah. he came out with it. And so, so, so when the Oversight Committee went to see this 1023 form last week, they didn't see that part because it was redacted, and yeah. Grassley came out. God bless Senator Chuck Grassley. Absolutely. I mean, he's, uh, and, and so it's pretty clear to me that the FBI and Ray, Christopher Ray, it's a big cover up. They're trying to run interference for the president right now. They actually indicted the president of the United States, uh, Donald Trump, uh, when at the same time this information was coming out about the uh, information and the proof of bribes. Uh, at least, I think he referenced $16 million that they're aware of at this point, and there's more coming. Well, and there are more 1023 forms that they haven't seen. Ja- uh, James Comer is, is um, they're supposed to see more today. I think it's this week, maybe maybe today. But it's, it's the FBI needs to be... Uh, a clean what, house. Yeah. I mean, they need they need to... And how, and, how, and how corrupt is the Department of Justice, for crying out loud? It's just unbelievable. They sent, was this guy's name is Black, I believe he is. He's the special counsel that uh, has indicted. Jack Smith. Jack Smith. Is it Jack Smith? Jack okay. Smith. By the way, he has uh, Soros ties. He lives abroad. His wife was a big supporter of Michelle Obama, did a documentary on her. Um, he is, he is um, the most evil-looking guy. Yeah. And by the way, he has a horrible track record in 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 his cases, which is which is good for for Trump. But um, I had to laugh about about Donald Trump this weekend. He said every time he flies over a blue state, he gets a subpoena. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it's great. And he's you know he seems so relaxed and confident. Uh, I don't know how he takes it. I would be in the fetal position, just sobbing. Quite frankly, if the, all these types of things occurred to me, just uh, maybe one uh, percent of. He is amazing, the, the emotional control and the fortitude that he has. It's driving the left crazy. He's out playing golf. <laughs> and, and he's in Doral having dinner last night with, with um, his son Eric and, and some of his, his people. And, um, and he asks if everybody's happy and he's smiling and happy. And, and he says, we're going to kick ass tomorrow. Just like, boom. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and what I think is so great, too, is that um, he was in, at Bedminster and he flies down to... Uh, to Miami a day early for this thing, mm-hmm. which is which is wants to make sure he's there on time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Yeah. He is just so awesome. And you're right. He just he well, here's the here's the thing. We know he knows everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. We know he knows everything. And and just like he says in his spe- speeches, I'm taking it for you. Because because if it wasn't for me, they'd be coming after true the the rest of the people in the United States. And it's, and it's true because look at what the Department of Justice has done. Demonized uh, uh, parents um, at school board meetings, demonizing uh, and arresting um, father, fathers who are, who are praying in front of uh, Planned Parenthood. I mean, we're not stupid. And the mainstream media and the Department of Justice and the FBI thinks we're, we're all stupid. And, and we're not. I can't wait I'm sorry that we've got such a busy day today, but you know I'm going to be tuned into my iPhone every single second to see what's going to happen. I can't wait to see what Vivek Rabaswamy is going to announce at, at 10.30. He's in Miami right now, and he's going to make a major announcement at 10 or 10.30 this morning, which is who knows what that is. Yeah. But he's, in all, he's all in support of um, 
or, or against what they're doing to Trump. Well, and all the uh, DeSantis, all of them have uh, spoken out against the uh, Department of Justice and, and what's been going on here. I mean, it's obviously so atrocious and egregious uh, a, a departure from justice in any way uh, that, uh, you know, it's they're just trying to make sure that Trump can't run because they know they can't beat him. So, so let me just say this real quick, because I know this time goes fast and we don't have much time, but the media is so corrupt. And even Fox News, Harmeet Dillon, who's the, one of the attorneys that usually appears on Fox News all the time, says she won't go on because, because she has said that after what they've done to Tucker and so many other people, keep in mind to your audience, they will not only fire Tucker Carlson, they parted company with Dan Bongino. They took away Steve Hilton's show. They took away Kennedy's show. And, and everybody um, on Fox is dancing to the tune of a censorship news platform. And that she says, I won't go on in, uh, Fox News again until um, they clean house, which yeah. I think is great. Yeah. And oh, by the way, another thing I cannot wait for tonight is... Tucker Carlson, who's going to have his third show. His total viewership for his two shows is 168 million people. I know. Million people. And, and in the mainstream media and Fox News is running around with their hair on fire. They sent him a cease, to, cease and desist order yesterday. And, and Tucker Carlson, in as much, told him to go pound sand. Well, if, I love I, it. As he should. Now, now here's the thing. Because he was on Fox News, and they're still paying him until the end of 2024, apparently. That apparently, uh, their their position is you can't go on social media and make it uh, 11 or 13 minute clip uh, to tell people what you think. Is that what their position? On the- no, their position is they can't. He can't do a competing. You know, I'm paraphrasing because I don't know the legalese about it, but they're saying he can't do another show. Well, he's not doing another show. He's expressing his opinion on social media. They can't have it both ways. As much as they try, they are looking. They're destroying themselves, oh, by the way. They are destroying themselves. Steve Ducey went on Fox and Friends this morning saying, literally saying an untruth, saying that, oh, two of uh, Trump's attorneys suddenly quit last Friday. Well, guess what? They They weren't weren't licensed licensed in in Florida. Florida. (laughs) And he won't say that. I am so, this is the same Steve Ducey, oh, by the way, who's got to be up uh, Paul Ryan's behind. And he's saying, he was the one who was telling people on the air to go get vaccinated. No, you must wear a mask. I am so, Fox News has become Unwatchable. Well, this is a problem because the the problem is it used to be we all watched Walter, Walter Cronkite and we had differing opinions, but we had the same base of information. He reported the news. He reported the news. Well, uh, we look back on him. Sometimes he didn't, but he reported the news. The point is now that nobody has a consistent flow of information. Right now, we know, for example, this whole Chuck Grassley story, which is a bombshell. It's not being covered by the mainstream media. It's just not. People aren't going to find out about and, it. And what's what's so great about that is that the mainstream media is losing their yeah. audience big time. Can I just mention one more thing before we go? Of course. Um, uh, Joe Biden, I you know, uh, we know the Lord's Prayer. Part of the Lord's Prayer is um, deliver us from evil at the end, right? Right. Joe Biden desecrated the White House this last weekend. Yeah. He desecrated it. Yeah. He had this LGBT crap. And the, the, bravest, and with, with, the, the bravest people he knows. The bravest people he knows. Plus, some of them were running around half nude on the White House yeah. lawn, and they put that pride flag in the middle between two American flags. He desecrated our flag, and he desecrated the White House. He and should be thrown out of office just for that. Well, and he did it with impunity. He yep. doesn't care what we think, for sure. Linda, I just really appreciate your commentary. It's always fun to have. By the way, don't forget that Joe Biden, oh, by the way, suddenly, without warning, had to take two days, canceled everything to take two days off for a root canal. A root canal, that's right. And somebody says, how can you have a root canal? He has false teeth. I don't know about that. But yeah, I but that's it let's let tonight, again, make sure that Tucker Carlson is going to be on. I, I would imagine it'll be around 6 p.m. So you want to make sure that you have, hear the wisdom and the uh, the words of Tucker Carlson. Tucker well, on Twitter is what the, the name I, is. You know, I'm so glad to be back on Twitter because I, this, I get most of my news there. And to see Tucker tonight is going to be, and he's going to be commenting on the Trump um, indictment. 
excitement. So fasten your seatbelts, folks. Absolutely. Thank you, Linda. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, tomorrow we've got great guests as well. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. 